some trees. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. It is week number 157, and that is a cause for celebration, and it is time to get high. I don't know what get high means in the song that they are talking about, but I assume they mean get happy and uh, look at how many numbers there are with Keep the Change as they just get higher and higher as we go through the months, which is really cool to see. Uh, I am finally back in the country. No more travel for me until later on in the year. Uh, The first thing I did when I got back was, well, actually the next day I had a massive massive sleep to get myself back in the game, but uh, recorded a couple of podcasts with Mikey and those will be out soon as well. But I've got a little bit of catching up to do in terms of Money Mail because before I left, I had done episode 156, uh, but whilst being away... There's been a few uh, lessons come out, so 157, 158, and now 159 as well. So it is time, and then 156, uh, 160, sorry, on Friday. So I've got to get through a bit of mahi to uh, to catch back up. Uh, but it has been cool to get out of the country to see different parts of the world too, very different parts of the world too, in terms of the USA uh, and Philippines, and to do some work along the way too. It's really cool before. Uh, I got on the, the mic, I was having a look at the statistics for May, I was a little bit concerned I might lose some momentum going away, but I had scheduled a lot of content, uh, and I know that you guys have been tuning in, and obviously my Instagram presence probably dropped off a little bit, and when I got back, uh, the crew at Lighthouse Financial actually said to me, uh, we can tell you're back because the content has just gone up a notch, uh, so I was able to be a bit more present uh, whilst in the Philippines, but not so much in America. But in May, uh, we've actually had the biggest month again uh, in terms of downloads and listeners. So it's really cool to see that snowball going down the hill. I need to thank all of you because you're obviously sharing it with other people. You're leaving five-star reviews. Uh, You are putting this content in front of other people as well. Spotify, Apple must be getting in front of people. And it uh, it is just being noticed, which is really cool to see. And I actually just said to Mikey before that I still don't think we're anywhere near the the true kind of shit can we stop the snowball going down the hill um, so there's still a long way to go and I think that as more people are sitting at home in in winter and worrying about or thinking about inflation interest rates all those types of things they'll be hungry for some of this information and there's going to be a back catalogue for new people to be able to go through to to learn more and more which is going to be really cool but Week number 157 was about celebrating three years of Keep the Change. And as part of these money mails I've been doing leading up to this, I was trying to figure out, right, when did the first one go out? Uh, and, you know, when was the third year of it going to, to be? And I knew that it was actually the week after in terms of that many Fridays, but the budget was coming out too. So I wanted to get this one out. And I'll just take you back to the start. So the, the third year of Keep the Change, effectively, the, f- the very first edition of Money Mail went out on the 22nd of May, 2020. So I was going to write about this next week, but we have something special in the upcoming budget to discuss. Well, did we? Uh, I thought we might, but there wasn't anything too exciting in there. But we look at that in the following week. So the first time that Money Mail went out, there were 201 recipients from people who had signaled interest in learning. So these were basically just like mates of mine and people on Facebook and stuff that said, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have a bit of a read. Uh, where do I sign up to that? So things looked a little different back then as we navigated a pretty unique time. 
Three years on, there are now over 7,500 readers each week via email and LinkedIn. So I repurposed this on LinkedIn, and if you don't have LinkedIn and you're in the sort of corporate space or businessy space and you like reading what people have got to say, there's some really intelligent people that put content out on LinkedIn, so I'd highly suggest uh, checking that out, even if you aren't into that but you do want to learn from different people. There's some pretty cool, uh, there's access to some pretty cool thinkers on there. So I repurposed this content on LinkedIn, and that gets read by... Usually, I don't know, it always varies, but into the thousands on there as well. So three years on, there are now over 7,500 readers, obviously, uh, mostly via email. And the open rate changes from about 40 to 50%, depending on how valuable the information is. And some people say, oh, I get the email, but I just deleted it. It's my reminder to go and check it out on social media later. Now, obviously, I knew that audio was the fashionable thing, so I knew I needed to start recording podcast versions. The first of those was published on the 18th of May, 2021, so basically a whole year later. Now, I had to sit down and I had to record 52 lessons to play catch-up. That was a massive grind, but locking me down couldn't keep me uh, from, oh, that's a grind, but locking me down couldn't stop me from working. So we were in lockdown as well, so I think uh, I actually recorded a batch of them as we were locked up and whatnot and some of them weren't as long as they are these days but I was able to get through it all but I think it's a good reminder and I've even found it since coming back I've been dreading a little bit trying to play catch up on these money mails while still doing podcasts uh, with Mikey to make sure there's content coming out and covering some of the things that are going on and I was almost going to go home today and have some dinner and have a sauna and then just cruise for the rest of the evening and uh, and have an early night and rip into it because I was here pretty late. I didn't leave the office till about nine o'clock last night. If you're watching the Instagram story, you would have seen me going down the uh, Queen Street on me on me e-scooter, which probably isn't that safe these days. But that's fucking it shouldn't be like that. So anyway, uh, until something bad happens, I'll keep doing that. But I don't normally uh, stay that late. But I'm just catching up on things after coming back, and also did a couple of podcasts with Mikey that went a lot longer than what I thought. But anyway, I've been dreading sort of catching up on these money mails, but I looked at the statistics and saw, well, shit, things are still growing, this is really cool, and it was that, probably that little bit of energy I needed to be like, okay, get your ass back into the studio and actually just record one of these, because record one, then there's one less that you have to record, and sometimes I think we, when we've got something we want to do, or a project, or there might be a side hustle we're looking at, or even saving for something, the first bit is like, well, fuck, you know, that's the hardest bit to do, because you feel like you're not actually gonna, you're still nowhere close to it, and so then you just don't start at all. So this is a good reminder to just try and do bite-sized chunks and then build in consistency. And that's how I've been able to get so many of these newsletters out and podcasts out as well because I've tried to get myself into a rhythm of consistency. And habits create consistency and consistency creates results. It's a saying that I've had for a long time and people talk about that but in different ways. But as soon as you interrupt that process, things get hard. So it's hard for me to get back into doing these and juggle everything else, but I know that by the time I've caught up, it's all good, and I'm already looking ahead to the things I've got coming up, I'm like, shit, well, if I don't do it this week, you know, um, I've got this coming up this week, and so I'm not going to have any spare time, so you, you start to make things harder for yourself, than actually just sitting down, and just biting off what you can chew, and then I say, if you, you know, need to, just fucking chew a little bit faster, okay, so I had to do exactly this when I was trying to catch up on the 52 lessons, uh, that I hadn't recorded yet but I managed to get through them all and I batch recorded a lot of them and we started to get them out so now uh, in April 2023 when I had the last month of data 
and we're soon to have Mays, there were over 27,500 listeners to the podcast. So that just shows you that from May 2021 to April 2023, 27,500 people have found this content via audio. Now, when I released that first one, guess how many listeners there were? Zero. But I had a little bit of an audience to be able to push it in front of and whatnot, then I had to hope for the growth. And of course, we've seen some of that growth, but nothing is just easy and nothing's just there. You've got to do the work and you've got to then rely on consistency to ensure that things grow. And it's no different for me. So in two years, I've been able to go from zero listeners and no podcasts out to now over 350, I think, podcasts out and 27,500 listeners. And I thought I would just take you through some of the things that I've learned through three years of Keep the Change. Now, I hope for you as well that you've learned plenty. But one thing that has become clear to me is that financial literacy is more important now, more now than ever before. And I think this is just because of the time period that we're in. Now, in 2020, I often refer to this, I was in the street doing a live video, being like, fuck, you know, can't people see what's going to happen? This is crazy. We need to be thinking about finances and inflation and holy shit, money's going to be worthless on the other side of this. And everyone's just like, dude, chill out. What are you on about? And I don't think people really cared. And then obviously, as the economy started to turn and interest rates started going up, it's just been spoken about so much. And so now we're hungry for this information. And I actually think that we'll probably get back to a time where things settle down. And I don't know how long that will take. But a lot of people will go, ah, I don't need to care anymore. But the reason I wanted Money Mail to go out every Friday was to be a reminder every week that you want to be thinking about your finances and you want to be doing something to keep money on your mind. Because it shouldn't just be like old versions of Luke where you're actually worried about money and that's why money's on your mind or you have an emergency and that's when money's really on your mind or you go and purchase something at the store and you're like, yeah, I will use my credit. Oh, I know I really shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, those aren't good ways to have money on your mind. So I was trying to create a reverse of all the yuck things that we have to do with money and go, here's some of the other ways that we can think about doing it. And that is why it comes out every Friday to be a reminder for you. And even if it hits someone's inbox, but they don't read it, I'm like, well, they chose not to look at something perhaps positive or moving forward for them about money. So hopefully, when they're ready, they will open one, and then maybe they'll go on their journey. But I think we'll see people come and go. Um, But it's been incredibly rewarding to see the progress a number of you have made, and to be able to provide some financial warning before the testing times of inflation and higher interest rates arrived. And I feel pretty confident that I can say I did try and put out content that helped people navigate inflation, understand this, why is it happening, Whose fault is it? Who cares? What can I do about it? I'm so big on that all the time. You know, I was talking about this with Mikey last night. All good and well to hear from economists all the time. We get them on the screen for the news and for different stories, and they never finish with like, here's all the things you should do. Oh, you could, you know, buy less one latte or flick off the switch at the wall or something. You're like, fucking really? Like, is that actually going to move the needle for you? I know that people like you, you want more than that. And so I've tried to create some of that content and make sure it's there for people if they want to go down that path. And a lot of people just want hope too, and I've had messages like that, and that's cool. They need a bit of hope from this and a bit of a kick up the ass, and then they've gone and done some of their own stuff, and it just starts a spiral of more hope for themselves, and they keep on their path. Now, many of you who move from paycheck to paycheck living and instead have a buffer in your emergency fund, that's really cool to see. I think that's such an important step to make, and when people tell me they've done that, you know, I know because I, I can tell what it's like for them because they realize, wow, I didn't think I was going to feel this good. And you become somebody different. And a lot of people will never do that. So if you can, 
it's a pretty cool thing to be able to do and I think it really kickstarts your journey of wanting to get more further along the path in terms of financial literacy and your own financial education and your financial progress. Now I know that most of you should by now know the official cash rate, what it is and who the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is. Some of you braved it and put yourself out there for a pay rise, a new form of income or asked for help. I've seen this so many times with people sending in messages, it's been so cool to see the things that people have actually done or what action they've taken. Now action is the antidote to anxiety. So what that means is that taking action will help you de-risk the feeling of anxiety. So it's so cool to see so many people taking some form of action and really this is what it is about. You know, I can type, I can verbalise and I can throw my pen at the camera as much as you like but the real change comes from your action. The most rewarding thing for me to see is people changing their beliefs. This is so important. And everything you believe comes from somewhere that you've picked it up. So if you think all rich people are assholes, you didn't you didn't have that installed in you when you were a baby or to whatever age. That had to come from somewhere. And I'm actually trying to get some data on the negativity you find about rich people up until different ages. So I'm trying to, f- I've found some of it, uh, but I just need to get in and make sure it's accurate and I'll try and write about it at some stage. But basically, all the things that we believe, like we've had to have picked them up from somewhere. And the good thing is that we can then change the things that don't serve us too well and I think that has been a lot of what Keep the Change has taught people as well. You know, whether it be around secondary tax or double tax, you know, that's a belief for some people that, oh, there's no point because you get double taxed. Well, no, like that's wrong education so then you believe the wrong thing. You know, it, might, it might be about getting ahead, um, what is actually possible or just, just being empowered to look at finances differently. That inspires me. You have to believe things can be better first. Now, for a lot of us, we should be able to believe that things can be better. But when things are really hard, it is hard to do that. But I see so many people get stuck because they genuinely believe that their life or situation couldn't be better. And they might be certain age and they say, well, like it's, it's done for me. And you think, well, but you don't know how long you're going to live. So why would you believe that it's done? But this concept goes so far but obviously for some people they can't and won't believe things could be different due to you know that being a pretty true reality for them you know they might be in a really tough spot or just dealing with something that they're in a season of and they need to sort that first Uh, but you know we've got amazing welfare in the system to pick up so many of these people and provide for them in ways other countries don't and can't and even the support that financial mentors do around the country. Go and check out the podcast episode with David Veery. It's one of the most listened to podcasts and has been shared far, to, far and wide, even within their own circles, as David tells the story of the support that's actually available to New Zealanders. But of course, welfare extends way beyond that as well. And there's a great podcast that I did with Lizzie that I shared uh, on the Keep the Change story yesterday on Instagram. It's from Next Advisory. It's the What's Next podcast that I do for my business. If you want to go and search for that, search for Lizzie's name at the top uh, of the podcast and you can listen to her story about going from being on the benefit to now being in the top tax bracket. So if she continuously believed that on the benefit for her that there wasn't anything further or that she couldn't better that position, then that's where she would have stayed. But she didn't believe that. And so she continued to learn. She wanted to provide for her daughter and she kept chipping away. And she tells her story about that on the podcast. And that's an example of somebody who's chosen to believe that things can be different and can be better. But at a time, she's had to rely on welfare and 
that's completely fine. That's a beautiful example of how welfare can support someone back to become the person that they ultimately want to become and now she pays all of that back in spades by the tax that she pays. So for a lot of us reading, of course, we have no excuse not to believe to dream. Actually, I'm just going to touch on that quickly. Like The reason sometimes I put in these things about, okay, let's just acknowledge that some people won't believe things can be different because they might have a mental health or a disorder or if that's even terminology or just this situation that they're in, they're just so stuck that they just genuinely don't think things can be different is because when I say things these days about, you know, for if I said, you know, all of us have got no excuse to believe and just a dream, you know, I get emails when like, well, you don't understand if I could, this situation, I'm like, oh my God, okay, I didn't write this to that, that specific situation. So I've almost got to like be careful or carve out that, okay, yes, I, I acknowledge that there are some uh, of these situations just so that I don't then get that kind of blowback uh, because I can't help but try and be nice and go back and be like, okay, yes, I understand that, but... Uh, that that's the difficulty I guess that comes with as things get bigger you start to think about these things more but I think if anything it's probably just helped me uh, be a better person I like to think so anyway but for a lot of us reading or listening we have no excuse not to believe and to not dream so we should be dreaming and we should be believing and we should be thinking big and this is the crazy thing about going to different countries you know I was in the uh, Kentucky airport and there's a thousand private jets I go to Las Vegas airport and there's just, as far as the eye can see as well, private jets. And I'm like, well, fuck. This, it, this is data to suggest that you can get a private jet. And I just don't know how they do that. But they've done it. So it is possible. And I think we've got to find things to encourage ourselves to believe and to dream because it's becoming less natural or less celebrated. And I think, no, I'm not saying it's, you know, to get a private jet, but just whatever it may be. And I meet young people that are like, oh, I, you know, I'll never get on the property ladder. Well, no, you won't because that's literally what your brain's going to believe. So then you'll make all the decisions to ensure that that happens. And I'm not saying that it's not easy or that it's not hard to get on the property ladder, but you've got to be so careful what you decide to be your truth because you will make that your truth and you will play it out. So I always wonder where the fuck did our belief in ourselves and each other go? You know, we're so powerful and capable of so much more than we think. And I got to fly over the Hoover Dam when I went to Vegas, and if you've never seen the Hoover Dam, give it a quick Google, built just ages ago, I ended up watching a quick docker on it, and I like to watch things like that, because I just, I don't know how that shit happens, and I'm not into engineering, shout out to the engineers that are listening, engineers, very high chance that they become wealthy, just the way that they understand how the world works, but they build these things, and I'm so inspired by it, because I just think, holy shit, that is impressive. Like They have figured out how to do that. So that's an example of one way that I like to just believe that humans are powerful because they figure this shit out and they do it. Even every time I see a helicopter, I try to remind myself like, wow, someone owns it, someone flies it, maybe the owner pays the pilot as well and they can afford the petrol for it. You know, even that alone is that someone can actually do that. It's just eye-opening to what is actually possible. Everything coming towards us at the moment seems to be teaching us or pushing us the other way. Things that aren't possible and what can't we do and what's getting in the way and you know all these negative things in the economy. And so then we start shelling up and going inward and we've got to try and put things in our ears to help us go the other way. And I think we all need to have belief in ourselves as well. Like I just think the concept of not believing in yourself is just stupid because you're never going to then have a crack at the things that you could potentially do. And I watched a movie about Tony Hawk uh, recently, a documentary of his life, and that is a great 
example of somebody who had chip on their shoulder, massive belief in themselves, and just wouldn't stop until they achieve the outcomes that they want. And if you struggle with self-belief and things like that, then your journey should also be about learning about self-belief and watching something like what Tony Hawk can do and going, okay, cool, like how does he do that? Uh, And putting that sort of energy into your brain and into your eyes so that you can see maybe you just need to grab on to a little bit of their hope until you've got enough of your own and you can keep rolling with that as well. So many people have installed the wrong money software and their outputs reflect it. Instead of keeping it to themselves, they try and install it into other people too. Like have you ever noticed that when someone's real anti about money and about something, they want to comment all the time telling everyone why it's so fucked and you know why this person doesn't deserve their money and all this sort of shit. And really like why are they doing that? And it's just because they have the wrong information. They are in a, in a moment, in a season of being really upset. And so they're just trying to gather more people to be like them so that they can validate more of the way that they think. But we've talked about this before, like what's down that path? Nothing. Nothing good is going to be down there. Like how long do you want to sit on social media trying to build up a team of people that you know are, are negative and anti and you're, you're upset about what you don't have, and you're focusing on that, and it's probably just going to take you to an early grave rather than being grateful for the things that you do have. And then if you do want more, trying to surround yourself with more people that are on the same journey to figure out, okay, how could I get a little bit more? How could I do things differently? But no, you know, people will instead, they'll go the other way, and that's all good. You know, Hopefully at some stage, they'll figure out how they can get off of that set of train tracks and get on to ones that are going to help them create more, contribute more, and then they can share their education as well. But, you know, there's some people who probably never be helped and they don't want to be, and that's just the world that we live in. But for you, you know, you're obviously here because you're trying to learn and you're trying to ensure that you're not installing the wrong software into your brain. Uh, So get rid of the shit that slows you down in your money journey as well. The software you downloaded that doesn't serve you well, that steals your belief. This weekly writing has also encouraged me to stay consistent and think about showing up for all of you every Friday for three years. It has also made me think about what questions you'd want answered when I interview people or research financial, financial situations. So literally now when I interview people for Keep the Change, I don't send them any questions that I'm going to ask. Like Very rarely, maybe like one in if I'm feeling like really kind because they seem worried, but I'm like, you know what you do and you must be good at it, otherwise I wouldn't have you on the podcast, so figure out how you can add value to this audience. That is basically what I tell them. And they probably think, fuck, why did I say yes to this? But then my job is to try and think, okay, what would you want me to ask them? And so then I get them talking, and then as they're talking, I'm making notes and I'm writing it down on my iPad, and then I'm coming back to things and I'm trying to keep some sort of flow to it. But really, I've just had to try and learn it and make it up on the fly. And I'm not amazing at it. I've been interviewed by people that are really good at it, that are really well prepped. And I'm like, wow, I can see why this podcast kicks ass because this is just, uh, this is amazing. This is art the way you do this. But for me, that's not how I do things. Like, I just like sitting down having a conversation with someone and having no real sort of agenda but having some things that I want to answer answer to and want to ask on behalf of you and then that's how I'll have the conversation and they seem to be going down pretty good so that's pretty cool. Uh, For me as well opportunities are coming out of the reach of the content too which is exciting for me and I'm sure uh, that will only get bigger. It's quite interesting you know some brands will say hey you know can we do this and this and I'm like well you're going to end up with customers from this so yeah you can pay and I'll put that into growing the audience and increasing the access to the information. It's like, oh, yeah, look, we've had to think about it. I'm like, okay, so yeah. So, you know, 
that's only going to get more expensive for them. So, hey, uh, I'll keep you posted on some of those journeys too. KTC reminds us all that by helping other people, you can help yourself. This is incredibly important to remember. and This is incredibly important to me. The more people you help, the more people will want to help you in return. So I know that I'll be helped and things come my way because of the number of people that I'm helping. And that's not necessarily why I do it, but I know that that's just how the world works. And I've seen it because I've done this for a number of years now, and it takes a long forking time. So I think that's why people don't do it. But I think there's something magic in giving back and helping other people, and the world in return will help you back. So sometimes if you're going above and beyond and you're not getting anything back in return, just remember that you don't know when it's going to come back. So just you're doing the right thing. And sometimes it can feel thankless. I'm not saying for me, it's not like that anymore because every week there's some sort of inspiration that keeps me going and there's thank yous all the time. There's so much of it. Uh, but you know, I've been there before where you're thinking, fuck, you know, why? Why am I doing this? There's nothing in this. But eventually there will be and the world will return it to you. So if you're one of those people that goes above and beyond and you're not into the, like do the minimum and lie, cheat and steal and just all the bullshit, if you were going the other way and you feel like you're not getting uh, anywhere fast, just know that you will have your turn. So it's a brilliant reminder for us to consider helping other people, especially as we get into further testing times where it can be hard to think of others when we are trying to keep ourselves in good stead. Now that's a reminder because if things get harder for you, then it's very easy just to think about yourself, right? And for us, all that's just human nature. We want to look after ourselves, but we want to do that in the right way, and we don't want to be doing that in a, in a bad way. So over the last three years, I've learned so much too, and I like to think I have grown as a writer and a producer, so thank you. The world of finance and economics can be boring, complex, and intimidating. I've tried to simplify these concepts and make them accessible to all of you, and I hope that I've succeeded in doing so. That is a constant work on. Uh, as much as I try and explain things in plain English, like I know that there's people that just won't get it. But often we go back over different topics and we'll go over them, or the same topics, but we'll go over them different ways. And I think that's another way that I try to really explain some of these things and use storytelling and examples and numbers for people to kind of see how these things work. So more than that, I've constantly tried my best to provide you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your daily lives. This is the piece I believe is usually missing in finance stories. So I'm very critical of why, or sorry, of how this doesn't happen in this space. So a massive challenge for me is always like, okay, well, you can't be critical of that if you're not going to try and uh, not be like that. So basically, I will always be looking for, okay, if I'm going to complain about something or say this is, seems broken, I will be looking at what can I teach people that may help them. So when people say to me, oh, it's easy for you to say, and they give me that bullshit, I get to give them the video or pro- podcast where I explain how people can do it. And that might be around starting a side hustle uh, or stacking ten, your first $10,000, all these different things that I've made content on. I've tried to do it so that I've got a bank of things that people can genuinely learn from that are very, very practical. So that it's not just like, oh, you know, save your first 10 grand, you'll be sweet after that. Or just get a just get an emergency uh, fund together. Yeah, but how do I do that? And and then that's the examples around, okay, sell something on Facebook, sell all the shit you can on Facebook. Oh, yeah, but how do I do that? Here's what you need to say. And so literally providing the copy. So that's where I've tried to go uh, above and beyond. And that's where people that have taken action have said, thank you. You know, you've, you've really helped me because... Uh, just looking for that next piece of information 
that they need to be able to take the next step. So one thing that came pretty clear to me is the importance of community as well. And I knew this because I've done this stuff before. And so I understand community and, and I understand a lot about community because I've studied it. But I'm constantly inspired by the engagement and support of all of you. And I genuinely don't think that Keep the Change would be as strong as it is if it wasn't for Instagram. So the podcast is all good and well, but the Instagram pillar really is where a lot of people will share what they're up to. They'll be inspired by each other. They will message in, they'll get a reply, they'll leave a comment. And sometimes I can't get back to everyone at good scale. Uh, sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's not. But it's cool to see that people are starting to recognize the brand slash community of Keep the Change. And maybe we'd be able to do some cool shit down the track. I was actually thinking about getting some Keep the Change gold pens uh, branded up and people could get one of those. And that's basically the commitment to having a gold pen rather than a blue, black or a red so you can use that because it's a reminder that you should believe in yourself because you're a fucking winner because winners get gold. So we should all have a gold pen. So I was thinking about getting some bloody KTC gold pens done. Uh, If you want a KTC gold pen, then leave a comment uh, or a uh, message to the Instagram and if there's enough feedback, I'm going to fucking step up and look into it. Now, I want to remind you as well that I am one person. I want to inspire 100,000 people. So 100,000 of you can inspire 10,000 people each. That's the true value of Keep the Change and it's not me. So, you know, I'm just one person. But if we can get this content in the throne of 100,000 people, which is my goal, then if you get it into, if each of those 100,000 people get it into front of 10 more that's just some serious uh, compounding, isn't it? And that's the true value. That's the true value of this content. And it's you guys. It's not necessarily just me or Mikey or the people that come on the podcast. It's actually the people that are listening to it and that are sharing it and that are taking action, making their life better, believing that that's possible, and then teaching other people that they can do the same thing too. So the comments, the feedback and questions I receive from you, all of you motivate me to keep writing and producing content that you find valuable. I'm truly grateful for all of your support and for your attention. I do not take this lightly. I know you could be watching anything. You could be watching Love Island or another financial literacy podcast or whatever. So sometimes I take a moment and I'm like, shit, we're talking about politics too much or we're complaining about this. You know, there needs to be more practical. There needs to be more reminders, more thinking. So you know, know that I respect your attention because we've only got a limited amount of it and we don't know how much that is. So we want to make sure that we're using it wisely. So before I get stuck into year four, I want to remind you, I'm not perfect. I'm not your minted inspiration. You know, I'm not some sort of like multi-millionaire that's got all the answers. I will be, but I'm on my journey. So I make mistakes. I do dumb shit. I spent heaps of money in America. Uh, I overindulged in the Philippines. I don't know everything and I don't claim to. I try to learn every day. I try to teach every day. So that's the journey that I'm on. I'm on my journey and I have that set up for me. You need to go on your journey. You have to set that. I'm just here to encourage you to do so. What I mean by that is don't look at the way that I do my life and think you've got to do all the same things. And I don't ever want to be a person that's like, this is what you need to do. But sometimes I'll come across like that. But really, you need to run your own race. You need to set your own goals and you need to move closer towards them. And this is what that content is designed to do because we're all different people. So don't just try and do or copy the things that Mikey and I are talking about because it may not be who you are. You've got to figure out who you want to be yourself and where you want to go and what that journey looks like and use this content to help you speed that journey up. So with that said, what are you fluffing around at? Get stuck in. 
bring on year four of Keep the Change content. Now, if you haven't left a five-star review, I would really, really appreciate if you could do that. That would mean a lot to me. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next Money Mail. Nigga blowing on that hell, hell, breaking down them trees. I'm out the door with that drone and peas. Scooping up Chris and I'm hitting the freeway. Yeah, got a whole zip of that perk.